welcome to the Enhanced Living Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kruger. I believe that we all have within us the power to be everything that we are meant to be and so much more. This show is a weekly dose of practical and spiritual principles, strategies, tips, and ideas to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Here's to becoming exactly who you were meant to become. I've been called a human Swiss army knife because I'm a TV host, inspirational speaker and coach, live event MC and DJ, certified yoga and Ayurveda teacher, functional fitness enthusiast, author, husband, and dad with a voracious appetite for knowledge. And I'll be sharing real talks with successful people from all walks of life, spiritual teachers and masters and experts in many different fields. I'll also share my own perspective that I've gained from over 20 years of diligent meditation and spiritual work so we can all experience enhanced living. Are you ready to evolve? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Enhanced Living. I am so blessed to have this wonderful guest on my show today. She is a author She's a spiritual energy coach, a speaker, inspirational speaker. She's a mom, and she's a wonderful human being who I happen to know from a podcast accelerator course, which brought me into this podcasting dimension and space, which I am so grateful for. Welcome to the show, Carrie Faith. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for bringing me to the Enhance Living podcast and show. It's such an honor. I am so glad that Synchro Destiny brought us together. I agree. I agree. Now, I want to talk real briefly. You are a spiritual energy coach. What does that mean exactly? Can you define it for me? Well, spiritual energy can be defined in many different ways, but the way that I define it is really um, tapping into our energy through the power of our mind and teaching people how every thought, feeling, and emotion has energy. And I know that you've talked about this before, but to align energy through one's mind, through one's feelings and emotions creates energy that we can all all tap into at any moment in time. And a lot of people get stuck into having negative energy. And so I shift it for them in guided ways through mindset, through skill set, through implementing lifestyle changes. So energy can be shifted at any moment in time. That's true. I've spoken about that before, how basically we all have our energetic field, the aura, which I know a lot of people who are not necessarily familiar with the field they think of it possibly as like spiritual hokey pokey mumbo jumbo kind of stuff, but it's it's a legitimate thing. Like scientifically, it's been proven, it's been photographed. We know that it's there. You said that you do you you implement little little things, little behavioral tweaks, patterns to kind of shift the energy patterns. What do you mean by that exactly? So, like, say someone's coming to you and they have, I don't know, they can't get out of their negative headspace. What would you do to to change that? Well, first, I would ask, what is your first thought? when you wake up every morning, because that is the most spiritual enlightening period throughout a 24 hour time frame. It's where we're going from our subconscious to our conscious, right? And a lot of the times, and this is where I had major lifestyle changes in my own life. Be aware of what that first thought is, because being formerly a night person and not a morning person, my first thought would be, 
I'm so tired, I didn't get enough sleep, or I don't want to get out of bed. All of these things, be aware of it. And when you realize that maybe those are the first thoughts that you have, you can change those. (laughs) And so that's really how I did it, because it's the first moment that creates the momentum for the rest of our day. So it's really small shifts that we can make in our thought processes that can change energy. That's, I mean, that makes 100% perfect sense to me from my own perspective. I do believe that the first thing that you do in the morning, your morning routine is so important. It sets you up for the day. I meditate first thing in the morning. That's just what I do because I know that if I get myself centered and then visualize how the day is going to go, not necessarily how the day is going to go, but just set an intention for it, that my day goes so much better than if I just, you know, pop out of bed and rush and hurry up and get ready. I mean, the very first thing. And then this is actually a, a, a little tip that I got from my wife, which is, you know, awake and ready. I'm so grateful for this beautiful day. Those are the first thoughts, words out of our mouths. We teach our son to do the exact same thing. So what you're talking about here is it's almost like butterfly effect type stuff, where if you make one little incremental change, you can literally set yourself up for success or failure, depending on how you do it. Yes, a lot of people are guilty of waking up and the first thing they do is look at their phone. And I'm not saying that's not a wrong thing to do because my alarm clock is on my phone, but it's resisting the temptation to go check my emails, to go look on the updates on my messenger. It's just those really small things that we can do to make big changes in our life. A hundred percent. So Talk to me really uh, a little bit about how you got into this. You know, this is not a life path that, you know, people are just, you know, you don't, you don't wake up at like eight years old and go, I'm going to be a spiritual energy coach and I'm going to help people fix their, their lives. Right. So there's obviously something that led you to this place. What, what was it? Well, life comes full circle, right? And this happens usually not within the first 20 years of your life. Usually it takes many decades to come across what, your true why is and your honor the gifts that are within you because a lot of the time we go down paths in life that we don't choose. And that was what happened to me, right? I went to high school. I got the good grades. There was no question that I was going to go to college. So I went straight to college. Yet within two years of college, I got really sick. And I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go to class. I couldn't do the normal things college students do. I realized that I was depressed and I was probably depressed throughout my whole childhood. And I, like I said, I was so sick that I stopped going to college at 20. So as soon as I stopped going to college, I went to the bookstore, Barnes and Noble in my hometown, and I went straight to the back corner where the self-help section was, where nobody wanted to be seen. So I wanted to put a brown bag over my head. This was 1998 to date myself. And I picked up a book. It was called The Art of Happiness. And it's by the Dalai Lama. It's co-authored by the Dalai Lama. So it was my number one goal at that time after being diagnosed with depression that I wanted to understand this thing called happiness, which I wasn't really happy at that moment. And I never really felt happy as a child. So that's when I dove into personal development. So 20 something years later, I've been obsessed with personal development. I 
found out that happiness doesn't come from external environment. It comes from within. And I went through the traditional path of taking the pills, probably one too many pills, to cure depression, to going to traditional therapy, all this stuff, it just still wasn't working. I mean, I see so many people that do take pills for depression and they're still depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's because I was focusing on the depression or the sadness instead of shifting my focus to everything that was good. And so I realized through years and decades of illness. I had chronic pain from a very young age, just so many wrong things that I did. I finally found the right path. And it was through alternative lifestyle changes. It was through setting goals. It was through going back to college at the ripe age of 39 and finding positive psychology. Just all the pieces fell together but it was a lifetime of struggle. I find that a lot of people who come full circle or who get into a place where they're ready to help others evolve and feel better about themselves, these are the people who have already been down that road where they've where they've fallen or they've had uh, difficulties to overcome. First of all, I, I want to applaud you for just that, that journey. That's honestly inspiring. It's amazing. I, I think that's a wonderful way not way, but I think it's wonderful that you took your life by the bull by the horn, so to speak, but you you took control and you decided that you were going to be more than what was afflicting you. So I applaud you for that. I think that's wonderful. I want to kind of touch on a couple things because at one point you had said, you know, we go down paths that we don't choose, right? But as someone who deals with spiritual energy, I'm going to go ahead and make the, the leap and assume, even though I don't like assuming, that you believe that we are all souls and bodies, Right. So my question is, and maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you believe that we are souls? I believe that the soul is eternal. And I believe that we are all souls connected at a higher realm than our five senses. Yes, I believe that in a soul, my spirituality did come from my grandfather who taught it to me ever since I can remember, you know, my first memories of being three. He was born in 1910 and he lived through the turn of the century. And he taught me everything about spirituality that people were not honoring in the 20th century. And that's why I've chosen to become a spiritual energy coach because it's innately within my soul. First of all, that's beautiful. I think it's wonderful to learn from someone who has, I mean, you don't, you don't usually hear that these days where I learned it from my grandfather. A lot of the times you hear, well, uh, my grandparents think I'm I'm a, I'm a total wackadoo for the things that I believe in. I think it's wonderful that your grandfather was the one who actually led you down this path. But I want to come back to the fact that being souls, I believe that we live many times as a soul. I believe that we've had many different experiences. I talk a bit about this on on the show about how I've had uh, past life regression and I was able to actually see five of my past lives. And I mean, when I say see them, I was literally in the body. That's how deep it was. And whether it was real or not, the lessons I took from it, the lessons were real. And regardless of all that, I do believe that as souls, we choose the life that we're coming into and and the path that we go down 
I don't want to say it's predetermined. I, I believe that everything and anything is possible, but I believe that we know to some extent what we're going to get ourselves into as we come into this physical body. Sorry to get so esoteric right now, but but I believe that everything happens for a reason. So I, w- I would venture to say that the path that you were on wasn't a path you didn't choose. It was a path you needed to go down to become you know, authentically who you are today. What do you think about that? That's so true. I am almost in tears because all the esoteric things that you're saying are 100% aligned with my beliefs that when I was struggling to get out of bed, to feed myself, to do the normal things that 20-year-olds did, I knew that that deep, dark pain that I was experiencing for months and months and year after year was for a purpose. It's nothing I would wish upon anyone, but I needed to experience that so my life could come full circle and teach the things that you know my grandfather from the early 20th century taught me. So it was necessary for me to do that because if I would have just gone off and got the corporate job at 25 and not went off and traveled through Central America like I did, just leaving everything, selling everything I had and doing living life on my own terms and finding happiness like in all, all the wrong places. Yeah, finally I found it. It was like all part of the plan. It's so true. It's so true. Just briefly to kind of jump in talking about depression, we do talk about I overcame an autoimmune situation, but at the beginning I was on medication. I, I assume at the beginning of your depression, I want to say situation, but when you were afflicted with depression, you were on medication as well. And Neither one of us here is advocating to anyone, hey, dr- you know, drop your meds. No, there is a place for Western medicine to come in and, and make sure to heal the acute situation. And so, you know, having that intervention of the medication that helps you deal with the situation right there and then, and then coming at things from a spiritual perspective, I think is is the healthy way to, to do things. Just to kind of put that out there real quick, because I don't, I don't want anyone listening and going, great, here we go. Let's flush the meds down the toilet. That's not what we're saying. But I want to delve a little more deeply into you just said that you sold all your possessions and traveled through South America. Can we talk about that real quick? Yes, I would love to talk about that because it really was one of those sync for destiny moments. And it was a time that I like to use this as an example of getting out of the head and moving into the heart and allowing our spirit guide and our inner compass to direct us to exactly where we were supposed to be. So I don't know where to start with the story, but yes, I was on vacation in Costa Rica. After studying the previous year in Costa Rica, studying abroad there, and in 2004, I went there to vacation for two weeks. It was the day before I was supposed to fly home. I got... I found myself a payphone because this is how (laughs) long ago this was. I called up my parents and I said, I'm not coming home tomorrow. And they said a lot of bad words that I can't repeat right now, I'm sure. And I know I gave them a few of their gray hairs. None of it made sense, but something was just calling me to stay there. And it's because that place, Costa Rica, was where I truly felt at peace and I had 
found a sense of happiness that I had never felt before. And it was living outside of what society told me I should be doing at age 25 and 26 and 27. Yet six weeks later, I found myself getting a job at a restaurant as a bartender. And my now husband had just arrived there three days before me getting the job there. So I truly believe something was guiding me to stay there. And I didn't know what it was, but it was to meet my soulmate. That's amazing. I absolutely love that story. I have a similar situation with meeting my wife. We both kind of felt like we were going to meet somebody, even though the situation was something that we would never meet someone in anyhow. And then when we met, it was literally, I'm assuming you probably had a similar experience meeting him, your husband, I mean, but When we first saw each other and our eyes locked, it was as if our souls connected instantly. We just knew even before we knew. And from that point, I mean, we have we have footage from the night we met. We showed it at our wedding. It's one of those amazing, amazing stories. In fact, I recently interviewed her for the show and and we talked about how we met on it. So that's a really fun episode for anyone listening. uh, Definitely go ahead and check that one out where I interviewed my wife, Sharice. But it's it's a beautiful thing when you when you listen to that little inner guidance system that I believe we all have Uh, talk to me about about that real quickly, because I think a lot of people have experienced that inner nudge, that inner feeling of like, no, I need to do this. And so many people, I think they just ignore it. They're like, no, no, no. Let me listen. This is the right thing that I need to do. I know in my head that this is what I have to do. But their heart's screaming at them. It's their souls and their intuition is screaming at them to do something. Tell me real quick how you would help someone listen and pay attention more to their intuition instead of listening to their head. Well, I think that we're all guilty. I know I'm guilty of paralysis by analysis of overthinking things because from young children, we're taught, think through this, worry, be cautious, stop, right? Look both ways, look always. So it's something that is hard to teach, but the easiest way is if you're thinking about it, And overthinking it, I would say if you're thinking about it for an hour or a day, too long, right? Even if you find yourself questioning, it's that questioning. It's when doubt comes in, which we all have the doubt. But when we can identify, oh my gosh, I'm questioning whether I'm worthy if this is the right decision, you just get into a cycle. Am I good enough? Yes, I'm good enough. Am I? And so identify it and block it off. It's something that just, we don't even question when you don't even question when a thought comes into your mind, act on it. That's how we can be guided in our, in our compass is to just stop the questioning. Right. But it's, it's a, it's a learned trait or a learned skill to really stop overthinking of it. I think the podcast, me starting a podcast was a perfect example of that. I wanted to start a podcast for like a year and then the opportunity to join the podcast accelerator alongside you. And it was, I started questioning my questioning, should I be doing this? And I went out there and I shared my thoughts with the world in a Facebook group. And I said, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. And being scared and doing it anyway is called courage. And it's following that plan that is higher than you. I couldn't agree more. It's it's funny. I had a very similar situation in that I knew I wanted to launch. Well, actually, 
literally the two days after I had decided, yes, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast and this is what it's going to be about. And this is the name. That's when I came across Michelle's podcast accelerator. For those listening right now, Michelle Sorrow, she's a wonderful human being. She has with Ginny Media, they, they have a podcast accelerator. I want to say it's a course. Yeah, we'll call it a course. Basically, it takes you from concept to completion of a podcast in eight weeks. And it is invaluable. It, it literally helps you avoid all the pitfalls, all the questioning of, of, you know, what to do, how to do it, and so on and so forth. So I'll, I'll, I'll actually put a link to that uh, in the show notes below, just to Michelle's website, because I, I think it's it's super, super, and also Ginny Media as well. If you're interested in possibly starting up your own podcast, it's a great place to go and, you know, it's a great start. You'll get there. But regardless of that, I wanted to talk about, first of all, you said paralysis by analysis, which I love that term. That is, I mean, woo. If anyone could see me right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, because I do post these on YouTube, I just put like the two like, yes, although that's not a good symbol anymore. So thumbs up. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've lost the handle right there. But uh, paralysis by analysis, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. I think that when you talk, Carrie, about, about that, right, and listening to that voice inside your head, right, and not questioning it, it's, it's very simple. When it comes from your heart and it's a positive thing, like you should do this, that's one of those ones that you should never, ever question because that's your soul speaking through to you, right? Yes, that's so true. It's, it's just your soul speaking. I mean, how many times, I don't know how many times from my past and 20 years ago, like an example is I wanted to write a book and then I question it and then I procrastinate and then it's not the perfect timing And then 16, 20 years later, I finally write the book. And I think everyone gets into these cycles of wanting to do something, yet not following through. It's procrastination. It shows up in perfectionism, which I am so guilty of being a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist because I realized that perfectionism was just a way of fear showing its head into my life and not being able to manage fear. So paralysis by analysis is that that analysis and overanalyzing things is just fear. And we're all subject to fear. It's our primitive brain, but it's about managing that fear. And every day and every way I had to manage the fear. I mean, I have just now gotten ahead ahead of my anxiety and I'm 40 something years old. And it's because I've trained myself to manage that fear, see how it shows up into my life, procrastination, perfectionism, just so many different ways. And so I think I got off track there, but Tony Robbins has a great quote. He says, if you're in your head, you're dead or something like that. Right. Do you know it? It says, no, I don't, I don't know it, but that's, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Don't be in your head, be in your heart. Yes. When you can just shift, okay, my head is taking over because it's not perfect and move in and ask your heart, what does my heart want? Because your heart was here before the head was here, before the brain was developed, our hearts formed in the womb, right? And I don't, I know you're a father and any parent who's seen a sonogram, that first sonogram of your child, what was the first thing you saw? It was the heart, right? Yeah. And so that's that's what we all must honor is our heart. 
instead of our head because it's like the soul, I believe. It's eternal. It's what came first. That's absolutely beautiful. I love that so much. You talk about synchro destiny, and that's a term that I've I've heard and I, I resonate with, of course. But my question is, so obviously synchronicity is is when things just kind of happen and you're like thinking about someone and they call or you get the, the hit to stay in Costa Rica and you end up meeting your your soulmate, your husband, your the father of your children. But the word destiny implies that everything is is laid out and we don't really have choice in in how things are going to go. Do you believe that our destiny is set or do you believe that we created ourselves? Well, that's an interesting question because when I start thinking about it too much, (laughs) I get paralyzed. So I kind of use the word synchronicity and synchrodestiny as a synonym Mm -hmm. because I can get into the destiny versus creating your reality. I believe that we can all create our visions of the future So that would take away the destiny part of it. But I also feel like the things that we envision sometimes don't turn out exactly how they're going to be. And it's because something better or drawing meaning from every single experience. So there is a plan. There's a plan greater than we know, but we have 100% control of designing that plan, if that makes sense. And we all have our own ability to believe what we want to believe. But synchronicity and synchrodestiny, I kind of use them simultaneously to mean the same thing. But thank you for pointing out that I was using them differently. And this is something that my grandfather, back to my innate spirituality, my grandfather taught me this because he said there is no such thing as coincidence. It's coincidence that two souls, let's say, collide at the perfect moment in time to create something. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I personally believe that while we do have the power within us to change what's going to be, we do have the power within us to choose our path in life. I do believe that we come in with a specific thing that we're good at, a specific thing that we're meant to excel at, because that's just karmically how we've gotten to where we are. So for example, someone who comes into this life, just able to sing or play piano or all that, these people are meant to create music. That's just, that's their destiny. And I'm using, you know, air quotes, but that's, that's kind of what they're meant to go towards. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't become a, a really successful accountant or design a theme park, for example. But at the same time, I do believe that we're meant to go towards the things that we're most uh, or that we excel at, right? What do you, do you think that people will have a harder time trying to shift their destiny if they're going away from what they're naturally good at? Well, I feel like it causes resistance and in resistance, we create that negative charge, right? Like you were saying, the aura And so this is part of the science of happiness. This is part of what I studied when I went back to college, positive psychology. It's what I help my clients with. It's about getting in touch with our innate gifts because there's three top indicators of overall well-being. And number one, that is social connections and our social relationships. We're humans because we are social beings. 
The next one is our innate gifts. And so the more that we can do those, the happier we will be, the more flow experiences, and that's a whole nother topic, but the more flow and ease and grace we will experience. And so honoring that allows us to be more guided towards our destiny, guided in the heart and not the head. So you can think you want to be an accountant, which is great because you also might be really good with numbers, but there's also something deeper than that. That's why, you know, I call my podcast show Carry Faith on Purpose because there's meaning behind these things that we were born into the world with. Like for me, it's writing. It doesn't mean I've been writing my whole life, but writing comes very easily to me. Another one is speaking. So there you go. You're following your purpose, which, which by the way, for anyone listening right now, Carry Faith on Purpose is a wonderful podcast. It's an amazing show. It's inspiring. It's uplifting. It has, I mean, literally, if you're enjoying this conversation with Carrie, go ahead and, and tune into her podcast. You can find it anywhere that podcasts happen. Literally, it's on every platform. So go ahead and check it out. Carry Faith on Purpose. It's wonderful. I want to know real quick, what's lighting you up right now, Carrie? What are you so excited about in this moment? In this moment, I am so excited to be here with you because really it's being present, right? It's honoring my heart and knowing that I might not have all the concrete results that I really desire, but that's in the future. So what I'm really lit up on is sharing my voice with the world, is helping other people honoring their innate gifts and sharing this thing called enlightenment and spirituality. And every time that I get a chance to speak about it, I, it just lights me up. So it's really about what I'm doing right here right now, because I know it's part of the plan. It's taking me to exactly where I'm supposed to be. So it's part of enhanced living, right? We can enhance our lives by being present. And it's taken me a lifetime to really understand that not living in the past, not over obsessing in the future, just being here. There's no coincidence that the present is the gift. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I, that's, I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you so much, by the way. I'm honored to have you on the show. What is one thing that you would, you would give the listeners right now for them to stay present? What, one thing that they could focus on? Focus on being aware of your thoughts and being aware of how your thoughts create your feelings and your emotions or even vice versa. Sometimes the feeling and emotion creates the thought. So just be aware because awareness comes before anything else. So be present, be aware. And that's when you can really start enhancing your life and making those small changes to make big long-term sustained benefits. I love that. Small changes for long-term huge benefits. Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Once again, Carrie Faith on Purpose. You can find it on all the podcast players. If you want to reach Carrie, I'm going to put her information down in the show notes below. Thank you so much once again for being with us today. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Adam. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Enhanced Living Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach me directly at enhancedliving.net. Thanks for listening.